This is the Live to Inspire podcast with me, your host, Mo Yunus. This is the Live to Inspire podcast with me, your host, Mo Yunus. And today I am with undefeated British boxer, um, professional boxer, sorry, Richard Riakpo. Um, How you doing, mate? How you doing, Mo? You right? Yeah, I'm all good, thanks. Yeah, um... So we see we see you're outside today in enjoying the weather. Um, yeah, you've had so a just, yeah, just came back from Loughborough, came back down to London. I uh, just got a haircut, as you can see, looking so fresh yeah, and so clean. Uh, just enjoying the just enjoying the outdoors, um, and yeah. So now I'm just um, I was anticipating obviously the podcast with you. I'm happy to be here as well, and uh, yeah, just enjoying the, re- the weekend. After a long week of training, yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's been quite tough to 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 get a day because um, with with your schedule, your training and stuff, and and I mean, I guess that's a part of being being you know a professional boxer, right? Yeah, of course. You know, like um, you have to bear in mind we train from Mondays. We like I ran this morning, let's say six days a week, and then everything else is like downtime. And I had some events as well to to attend as yeah. well today. So yeah, it's been um, it's it's quite busy. It's quite busy. Yeah, I can imagine. Well, yeah. Thank you very much for coming on. Um, I'm going to start with the opening question, which I ask all the guests that that come on the show. Um, and that is, what is the biggest challenge you have in life right now? The biggest challenge I have in life is uh, let's I'll say, not. Not having all of the all of the time, not having control of my time, I'd say. Yeah. Um, yeah. The reason why I say that is because obviously I'm pursuing a dream of becoming unified world champion, and it takes everything. You know, I don't have time for myself at times, yeah. let alone family, friends doing the things that I would love to do, you know, like hobbies and stuff. It's literally just all my time is is a sacrifice for, for the goal. So that's that's probably the biggest challenge. Yeah, well, yeah, I can like like we mentioned before, your schedule is, is crazy, crazy busy. So I, I can't imagine you you having time to spend for yourself and even family time and stuff. Um it, it must be really tough to get things like that in. Yes, yeah, it's, it's tough. It's really tough. You know, we, you know, as as athletes, you know, we have a goal in mind of achieving our dreams, achieving um, certain accolades. But at the same time, you know, for you to achieve that, it's gonna it takes a lot of sacrifice, and my time is 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 cut, you know, in in court, let alone half. You know, I I barely have time to do anything that I pretty much want to do, but. That's the that's the price you have to pay to achieve your goals, and I'm ready yeah. to. I know why I've got myself involved in, so I'm mm-hmm. I'm fine with it. But the the day I do get my time back after achieving my my goals, I'm gonna be really happy. Of course, yeah, it'll be worth yeah. it then. You you can say to Absolutely. yourself, no, it's worth it. Okay, so um, what I do with most of my guests is I take it right back to to the start to to when. To when you was younger growing up, I mean, you know, 
like having having you on this show um I've, I've read obviously a lot of inspirational things about you and, and what you've overcome um and if I'm right in saying you've you've been um stabbed before at, at the yeah. age of 15 was it yeah. and I mean obviously we, we won't get obviously I'm not going to get into to how and why that happened but what I want you to, to explain to the viewers and, and stuff is how you kind of overcome such such you know such a um such a lethal thing i would say it's, it was a it was a change of mindset i started to not focus on on the present but i started focusing on on the future and where i i see this going this lifestyle living where i could see it going me hanging around with 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 the same friends and um you know not having a, a plan or structure in place you know to um or any goals in life and i realized that it's gonna probably end up two ways dead jail mm -hmm. and i knew I, I was more intelligent you know to understand that i could i could take control of this i could plan something or put something in place where i have another way out you know another way to you know, get more out of life pretty much. And that's when I started to think about sports. I started to think about studying once again. I started to just think about things that would would make me successful, possibly. <clears throat> and that's when when that seed was planted in my mind. I think once once I started to think in that way, things around me started to change. I started to speak to people that were quite conscious of, of what I wanted to do. I started to attract people that that could help me in certain type of ways. It was quite weird um, the way things just started to to unfold. And then I started to take action, which was the most important thing. I decided to go to the gym. I started to, to train. I started to study. I started to look for courses that I could do, look for to different um, different subjects I was interested in. And that's when I started to... Um, you know, my life started to change. Let's just put it that way. My life started to change bit by bit. But yeah. the, what I would, if we we're going to talk about what was the, what changed, what, what was the beginning of the change, what initiated the change, I would say it was my thought process. It was mm -hmm. just, it was through my mind just thinking about it and then taking action. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's it's important to note as well that, um, you know, unfortunately, some people don't get that that second chance. You know, if if something like that happens, that they, they will, obviously, they could end up, you know, dead or or end up or even end up in prison or whatever. Like you said, they don't get that second chance. So I mean, we what like what would be your message of you know what would be your message to to people out there that that are in in say hanging around with the wrong people and and stuff like that and because i know you do I, i've read actually that you you do um you you speak to school children about knife crime and and um stuff like that and positive thinking um so i mean so now just pretend like you're speaking to to a bunch of children now you know how would you explain to them that you know to kind of stay away from that lifestyle because they might not be lucky and might not get that second chance like you did. I would say prevention is better than cure. Uh, I, I always like to talk about my story and how how close I came to death, 
how close mm. I came to wasting my life and being another statistic and me turning it around. And I keep it nice and simple because I can, everybody's desire to achieve a certain goal is, is different. You know, me, I have a burning, intense desire to become a unified world champion. Not mm -hmm. everybody can just have a, a burning desire just yeah. after a, a talk with me or maybe some. Yeah. But what I tend to want a lot of the students that I speak to to focus on is decision making. And I tell them, I try to raise their consciousness of um, well, basically every single decision that they make has an outcome, whether it's negative or positive. So to simplify it, just make sure it's positive. Make sure that decision is going to be positive. So do you want to eat something? Yes. Okay, fine. You can either select something healthy or something unhealthy. Mm. Is the health, if, is it, whatever decision you make, it needs to benefit you. Yeah. And that's where I, I go off and, and I, I just tell them that's how you can just keep it really nice and simple. And I just try to focus on that. And then I kind of teach them about how I learned my passion and, and something that I wanted to pursue in life. Um, I, I normally ask them, what do they love to do? What do they love to do without and they could do for free without being paid for. It could be anything. It could be drawing. It could be playing football. It could be watching TV, playing games. And then once they select their field, I would say this is the field that you need to kind of study to find out what, what you could do within the field, within the sector. Because, for instance, if you play football, you can, you don't if you're into football you don't have to be a footballer necessarily you can you can be a football agent you could be um, a scout you could be a manager you could be a trainer you can own a football club there's so many different things you can do to keep yourself involved in it and still have the same type of passion and make money from it so that's that's kind of basically what I, I tend to say to the to the to the students yeah, I mean, it seems like with 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 that incident happening, you you've you know a lot of positives have come from that. I mean, with the switch in life and and stuff. I mean, do, do you do you think you would have been where you are today if that didn't happen? Probably not. Probably, Probably not. not. But the problem with that is that not everybody survives a stab yeah. into the chest. Yeah. So it's better to be that could it's best to avoid or to prevent yourself from being in a situation like that, which is what I advocate the most. Prevention is better than cure. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, that, yeah. Well said. Um. So, I mean, like like you said, you you um. If you can correct me if I'm wrong, but you started amateur boxing at 19, right? 18, but I had my 18. first fight at 19. So you could say that. Okay, and and you, you also went to to university and got got a degree in um marketing communications and advertising, right? Yes. Yeah. So I mean, now I'm, I mean, now I'm wondering, how did you know? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. I mean, I've had to do my research. I mean, um. So I mean, how how did you how did you choose between the both? I mean, between boxing and how how did you keep them? 
how did you do them both at the same time, you know, boxing and going to uni? And was it hard? That was a, that was a very difficult um, task for me because yeah. I wasn't very organised back in the days. So I had to juggle, juggle the both. And it came to a point where one would get, would get more attention than the other and sometimes um, vice versa. So to be honest, once I got into my third year and second year, university was taking up all my time and attention. I couldn't compete as I wanted to compete, even to the point where I wanted to compete at the Olympics, but I couldn't even pursue that dream because uni university was taking up all my time and energy. So yeah, it was very difficult. It was very difficult, but we did it. We got through. And then you kind of just you kind of just said to yourself, you know, you wanted to to keep going with the boxing more than what you was doing in uni. Absolutely, I I was I was always passionate about boxing. I wanted to pursue it to another level, and I knew I could do really well. I just needed opportunity, and that's something that I I I, I asked myself, is that what I want to do? And I and I realized, yeah, that is what I want to do. So I want to pursue it. Yeah. So I mean, um, let let's let's take it to when when you um eventually you made your pro debut and and I mean, what 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 were the thoughts and how were you feeling at the time? I mean, knowing from where you came from and and what you'd been through to to eventually, you know, you know, succeeding in in becoming a professional boxer, officially becoming a professional boxer. That must have been amazing, right? Yeah, that was amazing. That was amazing. It's, it took me a while to make this decision to actually turn professional. And the reason why is just, just accepting the possibilities of, of sustaining damage, brain damage, sustaining certain injuries in boxing and and that's probably what my parents, you know, put them off the sport of boxing, to be honest. So I had to really have a think and think, do I want to get myself involved in this? Yeah, I mean, do, do you have, do you have, oh, sorry, yeah, yeah. No, it's fine, you can continue. Oh, oh sorry, I was going to say, um, do, do you have, like, any anyone, who, who do you look up to in boxing? Yeah, is there anyone you look up to as a child as well? Muhammad Ali, Mike Tyson, uh -huh. Mayweather. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for different reasons. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's um, yeah. Pro that's who I'd say as well, actually. Um, what, what, what reasons would you would you say? What are the reasons? My, uh, Muhammad Ali is my main idol, if you would. The reason why is because it wasn't all about boxing. It was more about what he done for his community, mm -hmm. what he stood up for. And standing up when the the whole world was kind of against against his beliefs about certain mm -hmm. topics and certain subjects, it takes a lot of courage to do that. And in this in this game of boxing, and not even just boxing in life, you need to be courageous. And I learned a lot from that. Yes, <laughs> how you doing? Yeah, I'm literally just doing an interview. Yeah, send me a message. Yeah, send me a message. Uh, Sorry about that. Um, yeah. So then Mike Tyson. I loved him because of his. When he was with Casamato, he was committed to boxing, obsessed, and he had one goal. 
And that was to become a world champion and be the best fighter ever. And when he went into the ring, you could see in his aura, in his presence, his body language. He believed in what he he used to affirm every single day. And it just shows that, you know, it doesn't matter whether you have the genetic makeup. If you really believe in the same thing, you can actually make it happen. And I've been, um, I'm an example of that because I believed in me becoming a champion me achieving certain goals before it happened. And I could, I have, you know, the, the notes with the timestamps to prove this. And lastly, Mayweather, I love Mayweather because, because of his business mind in boxing. In boxing, a lot of fighters, they are manipulated, they're robbed in very intelligent ways and they don't get the fair share for what they actually doing a ring, putting the, their lives on the line all the time. And he changed the game in that sense. And he gets what he deserves. So that's that's pretty much why I idolise them or appreciate them, look up to them. Yeah, I mean who if you had to if you had to choose one one to get into the ring with, obviously Mike Tyson and Muhammad Ali in their primes and, and Mayweather in the in his prime as well. Which one would you choose? Well, it's, it's a tricky question to answer because we're all different weight categories. They're heavyweights, I'm cruiserweight, and um, Mayweather, is a, he was a welterweight in his prime. So I would, okay, if we were to say for argument for debate sakes, and I was the same weight category as, as both of these or three of these athletes, I would say it had to have been Mayweather, for sure, Mayweather. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, I mean, it, I think it would just be it would just be a, a, an honor to like get get into the ring with, with with you know someone like me with that. I mean that now you see like I mean, I mean I've got to get I've got to ask you as well. What are your thoughts on like, say the whole the whole YouTube boxing community now? Because I mean, the, the, there's like people are split between between it. And I mean, you're seeing Mayweather do exhibition fights and, and stuff like that. I mean, what are your thoughts on all that? Do you think YouTubers should go for it or? or... I think it's good. I think it's entertaining. I, I actually like it. I like yeah. it. But, you know, and I, I always say for those who complain, if they really have a problem with, with YouTube boxing, then they need to go and take it up with the, the, the boxing organizations, the governing board. And then ask them to create more barriers to, to entry to the sport of boxing, because that's the issue. Boxing is the easiest, probably one of the easiest sports to get into, to get a professional license. It's not that difficult. Once you pass your MRI scan, you do your eye test, do it a short interview, pay a little bit of money and you're, you got your license. It's just that simple. Whereas in different sports, it's, it's a bit more tricky. So, so I mean, if... so. It, it sounds it sounds like you're all for it. So if if you was to get called out by by a YouTube boxer, you take you take up the fight, and you wouldn't you wouldn't feel like you're you're kind of say downgrading or anything. Because I think a lot of a lot of people are saying, and a lot of boxers are even saying that you know these guys shouldn't even step into rings, and they're not on on their level and stuff like that. They say that, but let's be real. If they're offering a a word of a large amount of, uh, of money, life-changing money. They box, the YouTuber boxes. Are they going to start talking about 
you guys shouldn't be competing in the sport of boxing. You don't deserve to be in the ring with us, etc. Come on, let's be real. Okay. Everybody's jumping in the ring and taking that fight. What do you do this for? You have yeah. to get a, a, a monetary uh, reward for, because that's why you're professionals and we're pugilists. So we, we get paid to box as well as having a desire to, to become champion. There has to be a monetary benefit or everybody's going to be jumping in the ring with, with anybody risking their lives for anything or for, for nothing. Doesn't make no sense. Yeah, I mean, do, do you find it unfair that, say, now some of the YouTubers are getting more a more spotlight in the boxing world than, than some people that have grafted from, say, the age of 15 and, and are like, you know, they've been doing it for, say, 10 years and they're, and they're still not getting, getting the publicity they deserve. Do you think that's unfair? Um, in some cases, in some cases, but yeah. I would say that all of us as athletes, as boxers, we have the power to change that. We have the power to change that. You, you know, we have, we have social media at our fingertips. We can put our content every day. We can create. And, and that's the most important thing. If, if social media was taken from us and we had to rely on, on these platforms to promote us, then that's a different story. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that's an excuse. They yeah. have to do more. Like these YouTubers, didn't, they didn't just become um, famous overnight they were putting in I've, I've done the youtube and I'm, I'm planning to to relaunch mine and it takes a lot of energy to be pointing out videos editing them mm. uploading them and staying consistent it takes a lot of time and energy so they deserve you know the publicity that they get from it and plus they they use they did it in, a, in, a, in an intelligent way so even more props <laughs> you know what i mean i love um people that come with different strategies to achieve certain goals because it's inspiring it's inspiring to me and it's it should be inspiring to people that want to achieve in in a, in in a similar shape or form yeah i mean where where's your where would you say your ultimate fight location would be and opponent say say today at the present time well me personally i'm not focused on opponents i'm more focused on on attaining titles so i want all of the titles it could be against anybody i don't i don't care. i i actually don't even care where it is either <laughs> i'd prefer it to be in the uk to be honest yeah wembley or even africa mm -hmm. even africa somewhere in africa whether it's um um nigeria somewhere in west africa or, or central africa congo i don't i don't mind I probably probably that would be more ideal to be honest, but um, yeah, it could be against anyone as long as those titles are involved. Unification bout. Yeah, I mean that that shows that the passion you have you have for boxing. Because I mean, some people would look at say I mean some people would look at the opponent the the opponents and always want to fight the bigger names and and stuff like that. And I mean. All you want is titles and not you don't care about where you fight. You don't care about, you know, you just want these titles. So I want to go back to, to when you first won, you know, your, 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 um, you won your Intercontinental Cruiserweight title. When you first won that, and I mean, that was on Sky Box Office, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I mean, now Sky Box Office, obviously it's massive and you, you know, ha 
how are your nerves before the fight? Because I mean, millions of people are watching you and, and are watching the event. You must have had some kind of nerves or were you fine? Yeah, absolutely. We have nerves every every single time we step in the ring. We focus yeah. on winning. We don't want to lose. We don't want to let nobody down. We don't want to let ourselves down, family. And then at the same time, you have to try to find a way of enjoying it at the same time. Yeah. It's, a, it's a balance and have confidence that you will win. But on that occasion, that was really, really tough. For me. Well, it was a difficult, it was a difficult event because I wanted to win so badly to the point where it was it affected my performance. I wanted to get everything perfect. And that made me perform terribly. As soon as I started to let my hands go and I had nothing, I had nothing else to do but just to give it all I had in you know those late rounds. That's when I found I forced the stoppage and got the W. Uh, but I learned a lot from that. I learned a lot from that occasion, and I learned just to just go in there and enjoy and relax, and just do your do your best. You know what I mean to execute strategy. Yeah, because I mean, I mean, saying that if if we we take it five or seven days a week before the fight, I mean, do you sleep at night and stuff? Because surely it must play on your mind quite a lot about what happens if I don't lose, what happens if I do this, what happens if I do that? Yeah, it's always difficult. Like coming, like when you have fights, um, when you have fights um, coming up and you're just trying to, trying to go to sleep, but your mind is racing. You're thinking about different yeah. strategies. You're thinking about what your opponent could bring. You're thinking about what you can bring and, what, and, and the best way for you to execute, you know, certain moves. Yeah, it's, it's very difficult. It's very difficult to sleep. Your mind is racing all throughout the night mm-hmm. so but some on some days it's easier on some days it's, it's a bit difficult I get to sleep probably around 2am 1am and some days it's a bit earlier maybe some days it might be you know most days it's before 12 it's before midnight so yes I mean I mean you 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 are you are undefeated and I mean um so so I have got to ask what would you say your f- most favorite fight was? I mean, as in the feeling after the fight, and and you know the the way you felt during the fight, and just in general, like, or do you have a favorite fight? Yeah, I would say my favorite fight was when I won the, the my first title. It was my mm-hmm. first title, and it was it was a really special moment. I wanted to get my name in the books, and I knew for me to get my name in the history books, I'm gonna I need to win. I need to win that fight. And in a fashion where I did it, where I did it and I was down on the cards and I managed to, to pull it out. Kind of, that was pretty much detriment to my, to my character. So I can't, I don't know how to give up and I will try it all the way till the end. And I actually come on strong towards the end. So I've learned that, learned that from my, my parents, especially my mother. You know, she don't take no for an answer. And, you can see it in the way I fight. Yeah, I mean, you you, you mentioned you mentioned your your, your mom there, and uh, I mean, when when you are boxing, and and when you even when you got into boxing, you you do hear a lot of um a lot of boxers that their parents they don't like to watch it, which, which is understandable. Yeah. They don't like to watch their kids their kids in the ring in case of getting hurt and stuff. How how were your parents or and mom and stuff towards that and family? Yeah, my mom doesn't, she doesn't like violence. She doesn't yeah. like boxing. 
but she likes to see me win and and she likes to see me happy. You know, and she knows this is what I like to do. So she she supports, but she it's it's very difficult for her to watch it. But she she has come to a couple of my games, one in the O2, and yeah, actually one, <laughs> not a couple. But I'll normally show her the the videos or the highlights on on my phone when yeah. I when I see her. Yeah. My father, my father is more into boxing now because of me. He would normally yeah. like I would invite him, and he would, he's interested in coming and he follows a lot of fighters. Some of the names that he mentions, he's done his he's done his due diligence, which is pretty cool. <laughs> because once upon a time he was like, forget about boxing. That's something that he shouldn't. <laughs> you shouldn't even think about but then when he saw you know things that I've achieved and stuff through the boxing he kind of saw it in a different light yeah because I, I mean you know boxing what would you say would you say boxing because because you, you do see a lot of boxers talk about boxing helps mental health and stuff as well and and, and did 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 it help you as in mental health wise yes absolutely it's it's very tough physically when you're training. There always comes a point where you feel like you cannot do no more. And then you think that's enough. Then you jump in a ring. Then you realize that's not enough. So you go back to the gym the next day or the next um, couple of weeks and you'll put through the same, the same exercises. And you realize that you have to do more for you to get to the result that you want to. Mm-hmm. And when you have that desire to get the result that you want, which, which is basically, it's it's gonna it's basically take it's gonna take more effort than you put in in your last training session, then you tend to push yourself that harder, just a little bit more harder. Then, uh, then you realize, you know, the pain, is just it it may be just a little bit more, but it's not as bad as you thought it would be in your mind. And then it gives you that more confidence that you can push yourself to another limit, to another limit. And then once you get the result, you kind of fall in love with the result. So you'll do whatever you need to do to get that result, whether you push yourself a little bit harder or to the point, to the point of exhaustion. Because you know that it's, it's fine. It's all in the mind. Your mind will tell you you can't do this to stop. But once you do it, you realize that you can do it. No? Yeah. So, those those type of it just builds mental fortitude, and also it kind of gives you that mentality to never give up, always keep on striving. You know, but when you get through certain exercises, when you just want to stop, you can't stop in the ring when you're in, in when you're having a, a boxing match, yeah. because that's like a that's a forbidden movement. You know, that's a forbidden move. You know, you, you can't do that. It's like warrior's code. Um, also, it keeps you very disciplined. You can't do the things that your friends do on a day-to-day. You can't go drinking all night, going out to different parties all night or all, every single other day because it does take effect and in a negative way. You don't yeah. have the energy to train. You might have sparring. You, don't, you haven't given your, your brain enough time to rest so you can process information faster when you're in the ring or react in a certain time, um, what else could I say? I'd say it keeps you healthy as well. It keeps you real healthy, you know, physically fit. 
there's so many so, benefits from yeah from so, so I'm, I'm right in saying it's it's definitely impacted it your mental health because because when when i see fighters like um tyson fury for for instance who who's who's been at rock bottom and and you know how he's come back and then he's beat wiser you know in front of millions yeah. And, yeah. and you know i mean like like to come from where he came from to come back and then his first fight he takes at one of the biggest fights you know in, in boxing history and and he you know he, he draw he draws that fight but i mean just coming back and getting into the ring once you've been through all that you know it, it's 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 quite an inspirational thing and i mean that's that's why I mean, like, that's why I asked you because I, I mean, I wanted to know if if it impacts all boxers, you know, um, like as in mental health wise, and and it seems like it has for you as well. Yeah, it has for me. I wouldn't say every single boxer, because mm -hmm. everybody's, you know, even though we're boxers, a lot of people do think we're we're pretty abnormal, but yeah. we're we're normal at the same time. There's different boxers that I've been through other things in their lives, um, family issues, financial issues, and it's affected them where it led them to do some some real crazy things. And, you know, it just shows you that everybody's, we're still human beings. Yeah. Some people go through certain trials and tribulations and, you know, they just, they just believe the, um, certain, certain methods are, are the best way out of their, their problems. And, um, but I would say most people it does it does help them mentally for sure yeah i mean um i mean oh uh, yeah i mean if we're talking about um uh, of uh, it's gonna sound this this question is a bit is a bit cheeky but I, I, i'm just curious to see what you'd say now there's there's um anthony joshua and there, there's tyson fury you know two two of the best heavyweights obviously in the world at the minute um would would you if if you were obviously in that weight division would you if you had to pick one to get into the ring with who do you reckon you'd get into the ring with Tyson Fury or Joshua yeah I'll say obviously, I'll say wait, Joshua is my friend so I'll I'll definitely pick Fury <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah because I was, I was gonna I was actually gonna ask you who 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 do you fancy when they eventually do get that fight? And, um, you know, us fans, us boxing fans, when we do get that fight, who do you fancy? But I'm guessing you, you're going to say Joshua now then, right? Yeah, and that's not even biased either because I've, I've been around Joshua. I mm -hmm. know how, how Joshua trains. I know how how much he desires in creating his own legacy. And what he's achieved is not enough. He wants more. Yeah. And you, you can see you can see it in everything he does. You can see it in the in the way he talks, the way he walks, and the way he applies himself to the sport. You know, for you to achieve that much in your life and still have that same hunger and drive to achieve more, it's only it's only gonna bring more results. And not trying to count Fury, but Fury has um, history and um being on it one moment and then next thing you know he doesn't care packing it all in mm, yeah. he's just he's here and he's there sometimes you just never know with Fury he might be on it he might not be, be on it <laughs> nobody knows it all depends on how he feels and that may be due to you know he's, he's a mental health he spoke about in his book 
um, <laughs> a lot. And um, I'd say um, Joshua, he's, I would, I would definitely lean, lean more to Joshua. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, so like we, us, uh, you know, because we as boxing fans don't really get an insight to, to, to what's happening behind the scenes. But in, in our eyes, we have, we have obviously Anthony Joshua's team, Eddie Hearn, etc., saying it's, it's Fury who doesn't want the fight. And then there's Fury who's saying it's Joshua who doesn't want the fight. And then it kind of goes around and opposite. So, so can you, can you say that it like, being friends with Joshua, that Joshua definitely has always wanted that fight. Absolutely. Joshua, you could tell by him taking on Usyk, he didn't have to take on that. Yeah. On, on that, that that type of opponent. Yeah, he, he could did. have literally waited for that Fury fight and got paid nearly, maybe over 100 million. Yeah. But he decided to take somebody, take a real test on um, and potentially his hardest fight of his career and it just shows you he's a throwback type of fight you take on all comers he already signed that contract and Fury it was all Fury's um, it was all Fury's issue on Joshua's side he was ready ready to go and training for that fight also yeah well that's see that that that, that is it's amazing you've said that because obviously I'm a massive boxing fan and I've always thought obviously seeing seeing Fury's team talk and seeing Joshua's team talk, for some reason I always thought it, it was it was Joshua's side that wasn't because no. because because of how, how positive because of the way Fury's side were making it out and and how good they were at kind of set you know making it out that it was Joshua's fault. It kind yeah. of got people to believe it, it was that. No, that's not that wasn't the case. After the Pulev fight, a week after that Pulev fight, he was sparring me in the ring. Which champions uh-huh. do you know that do that? Yeah, I, know. I got I got footage, videos, pictures to prove that, and the and the timestamps on it. Yeah, uh, it just shows you what type of club he's cut from. Yeah, I mean, so so what are your predictions for for the Usyk and Joshua fight? I mean, obviously, I'm guessing you're you're going for the Joshua win, which I am too. Um, but but what round do you reckon he'll take it, or do you reckon it'll go all the way? I believe you can get the knockout. Um, it will be, it will definitely be in um, in mid to late rounds. Definitely yeah. be mid to late rounds, but it's going to be a tricky contest. It's not going to yeah. be straightforward like these other opponents. He mm. has to really um, be calm in his mind uh, and mm. very aggressive, and use his power, use the the blessings that um, his genetics, his um, blessings from from God. Yeah. So. Yeah, because I, I mean, it, it's like what you said before. It kind of shows that it, it kind of shows Joshua's mindset for choosing this fight. Because when he did choose this fight, I was kind of thinking to myself, well, why would he choose obviously such a hard opponent? And that because there's a chance if he, you know, hopefully he doesn't. But if he was to to lose that fight or anything, it, it obviously puts the biggest fight of his career and and his most played fight against Fury in jeopardy, doesn't it? So I mean, like. It, it, I don't think so. I think that fight is always going to be there, regardless. As long you know, as there's a world title. If he was to lose against Usyk, the hype would, the people would still want that fight. Absolutely. People are going to still want that fight. People mm-hmm. wouldn't care about Usyk having the championships 
as um, they would Joshua. And that will still generate a lot of money. Yeah. It's just a fight that people want to see as long as it's, in, it's still in their primes. That's the most important thing. Um, if there's a title in there, that'll be great. You know, there, there needs to be at least one world title in there. World title fight, showdown um, in the UK, two British fighters. It's always going to sell out. Yeah. Ben, ben and, and, and Eubank, you know, that's sold ridiculously. Um, Carl Froch grows. Imagine heavyweights now, Fury and Joshua. That's gonna sound crazy. Yeah. And them fights they didn't have, they didn't have unified world titles in that um, for up for grabs either. It was just one world title, so you can imagine the type of attention that will draw. So I think it's it's always, always gonna be there. It would always be. Yeah, I mean now now Fury fights um, Wilder for the third time. What what would what are your predictions for that fight? Well, I believe. Um, it's a tricky fight. Yeah. I haven't seen Wilder train online. He looks like a possessed man. If I was yeah. a good man, I'd put money on Wilder. <laughs> I'd put money on Wilder. And it's not only me that thinks the same and would do the same. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's just me, but I, 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 like, hasn't Wilder always looked like a possessed man? <laughs> <laughs> Not like, not like the way he's been looking recently. But yeah, I get I get what you mean. Yeah. He does look like uh, anyway. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, Um. so like, now, now going back to you, say now, I, I want to ask you, so for the next five years, what, what are your plans when is, when you know when your next fight is? Do you have, have plans or, or do you just take it day by to, day? I'm looking to get out in, a, in a, within a couple months. And uh, I plan to be unified world champion at cruiserweight, and then move up to to heavyweight and win a world title there too. Defend it, and then I think that'll be that'll be me done with the boxing after that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, fair play. I, I, I wish you all the best, man. Like, um, thank you. Uh, it's um it's amazing and inspiring to 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 speak to someone like yourself, and and I think it's it's. You know, with this podcast, obviously, it's called Live to Inspire, and I think it can, it can really show anyone just this episode that no matter what you've been through, you can you can achieve whatever you want. You know, at whatever age, because you know, people some people come out and say, "Oh, well, you can't be a boxer, but you can't start boxing late and become a professional." And you know what I mean? And you you kind of say you didn't start at fifteen years old or fourteen years old, or you, you know what I mean? You kind of yeah. You kind of, you get what I mean. So I mean, it's yeah. it's amazing what what you've been through and to to be where you're at today. It's it's amazing. I mean, I've got to ask you as well um, before we do wrap up. A lot, a lot of um, say now, especially in today's today's day and age, a lot of trolls are on social media, and a lot of people can put yeah. you down. Uh, how how do you how do you um? How do you overcome overcome trolls and overcome the negative comments? To be honest, it's, I just don't give them that power. To once you're doing good, yeah, people are gonna talk regardless. If you're doing bad and you're doing good and you're in the public eye, people are gonna speak regardless. So it's all about not not even entertaining it, not even entertaining it. Don't think about it. 
and just understand it's part it's part of the it just comes with a package you know people are going to talk and one person always told me that people need to have a public opinion on you no matter mm-hmm. what if they're not if they're not speaking about you as an athlete it's probably not good because you're trying to build um, your name your brand so if nobody's talking about you how are people going to even know who you are so they're actually doing promotion for you and that's yeah. marketing so I know Word of mouth is very powerful. Yeah, I mean, I like I, I wanted to ask that question not just for the viewers, but for for myself as well because I, being being having a disability and and trying to be be a public figure is is tough because you get you get called all sorts of names obviously and and I think um I've never kind of known how to how to deal with it and I always get upset about it and and stuff and I think I've I've it's it's interesting to to hear your insight on how to overcome overcome it and stuff. So yeah, you can't even don't even entertain it honestly. Like don't even care about it or even invite it. You know, yeah. you, you have to change your mindset. It's all in the mind because you have to bear in mind we have the power to let something affect us, whatever way it is. We mm-hmm. make a choice. You know, I could do something to you right now. And you can you have a choice to to get angry or not. Mm-hmm. So it's all about taking the power back. Don't give them the power. Once you give them the, once you make a decision to react of what they whatever they do, whether it's happy or not, you're giving them power. Yeah, so true. If you're gonna react in a good way, it's gonna make you happy. That's fine. You can react in that way. But if it's negative. Don't don't give them the power over you to make you feel a type of way. And it doesn't matter what it is. It could be true. It could be not true. It doesn't matter. You have to learn to laugh at yourself. Yeah. And when I, started, when I learned to laugh at myself, life changed. When they say something is a bit true, it's actually funny. <laughs> you laugh yeah. at yourself, but it's fine. Look, what, you, what are you doing with yourself and what are the trolls doing? Because if the trolls were doing something special with their lives, they would not be trolling. Yeah. everybody everybody knows that you know what i mean any really successful person that's that's doing well in life doesn't go online to troll on people yeah. in fact they probably want to spread love and inspire people to 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 chase their dreams you know what i mean when i when i'm when i won my titles i didn't want to come and troll people online i wanted to show people like wow like i i, I thought of this a while ago and I predicted that this is happening. It came to pass. Like anything you you do, put your mind to, you can achieve. Like that's what that's the type of energy I'm gonna put out. Not, oh, who's this guy talking? <laughs> you don't have time for that. You know what I mean? So it's it's more it's more of a thing where they have issues. Yeah. They have issues within them because whatever they project outside is a reflection of their lives if you understand what I mean. Yeah. Whatever they are pushing out there, it has to come from within. It's, it's their perspective. It's what they see. So if they're focusing on negative in, within, then they're obviously going to put out negativity. But if you're focusing on the positive, you only see the positive as well. Yeah. Because you're not yeah. going to look at the negative. Yeah. And as soon as you see the negative, you're going to be like, nope, I need to protect my energy. Nope. That's fine. And the great thing about social media is that things are changing now. There's powers, there's tools that you can use to prevent 
certain words coming up on your on your feed on your comments and you can yeah. block it out you can restrict yeah. people you can mute people you have the power control what you want to see if you know this is it's, it's has an effect on you that's fine you're a human being like just like me but you have the power to control it and that's why I'd, that's why I say um, it's really good what the um, social media is doing at the minute and they just need to do a little bit more um, in regards yeah. to racism yeah yeah, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Cool, um so so the, the you know I usually ask all my guests the closing question um and um that that question is if you if you had a message of inspiration to anyone that's feeling um really down at the minute and at their lowest what what would it be I'd say um you know from experience I've had times in my life where you know I, I was really down you know I was so down and I had all different types of thoughts running through my mind which you can use your imagination to think about and I just want to say that there's always light at the end of the tunnel you know when they say you know um, it's darkest before the dawn you know I really really believe in that it could be you can be going through you know the worst the worst part of your life and you to the point where you just feel like there's no hope for you. There's just almost like no point of living. But in history, there's always been a similar type of story. Nothing was working. I was about to give up. I was about to end it all. And then, bang, opportunity came. Um, opportunity came. Um, um, some something miraculous happened. I, it's I can't explain it. <laughs> Some a miracle took place. That only happens when you don't give up. Because if you give up, you're not gonna see it. You're not gonna see that 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 potential event taking place. So you have to always go and no matter how how dark and how bad it's getting, say to yourself, things are gonna get better. Because when you say to yourself things are gonna get better, it's actually doing something in you. It's doing something, it's changing your thought process. And it's also also changing your reality. And yeah. the reason why I say that is, is this, and I, I'm, I'm sure people wouldn't argue with me about this. Everything that's come to pass in this world, everything that you see was imagined first in the mind. That studio that you're sitting in there, that was imagined in somebody's mind before it, it materialized in, in, in the world. So... We have to use that, use that kind of uh, that strategy to imagine good things. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because yeah. that's how I imagine myself being champion and and getting into position that I was in. I, I'm in right now. It's all about using that and manipulating that to your benefit. Think positive. Focus on the positive. Yeah. And it's easier said than done, of course. But you, you know, we, we have to practice it. What, what, you know, what has been easy? You know what I mean? What has been easy for real in, in life? Probably um, most things went. So it's all about just listening to doing, um, like I think one of the things I'd recommend is just listening to a lot of inspirational stories, people that came from nothing. You're probably, you know, you're probably inspired by my story, a lot of people listening. But I'll tell you this, this I'm just one of many some stories you would not believe 
yeah you would not believe them what they had to overcome to get to where they were or where they are now so yeah. it's all about taking all all of that in and let that letting that affect you in a, in a positive way yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that's the the best advice you could have given. Now that is usually the last question, but producer James has just popped up with the random, like the most random question ever. So I'm going to ask you it, and he's asked if it, if if you could have an all expenses, um, all expenses paid, two week break anywhere in the world, where would you go and why? Two week break. Anywhere in the world. That's a hard question. And it's paid. I know it's quite a random question as well. It, it just come out of nowhere. So definitely wanted to go to Tokyo again. <laughs> I wanted to visit Tokyo again, but I'm not too sure. Mm. I'd I'd say I'd say probably. Yeah, probably, probably, actually, yeah, Tokyo. Wow, Tokyo, out of anywhere yeah. in the world, you go to Tokyo. Yeah, yeah, wow. I like Tokyo. Why, why do you like Tokyo? Like, what's all? Um, I'm a big, huge anime fan. Oh, okay. And I just love yeah. how creative they are, like their culture. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really, really interesting. And you no, know, I've been there before. Actually, I had such a a great time, and it would be it would be great to go back and do things that I didn't get to do, and it's quite yeah. expensive as well. So, so yeah, yeah it's great. <laughs> makes I would sense. Definitely enjoy it if it was free. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, um, yeah, like I said before, um, thank you very much for for coming on to the podcast today. Um. Where can we, my listeners and um, viewers, where can they find you on social media, Twitter, Instagram? You can find me on Instagram, mm-hmm. um, R, R underscore Reactpor, R-I-A-K-P-O-R-H-E. And then uh, you should be able to find me everywhere else, Richard Reactpor. Awesome. Okay, yeah. great. Thank you very much. This has been the Live to Inspire podcast with me, your host, Mo Eunice. Take care and goodbye. Thanks for joining us on the Live to Inspire podcast with me, your host, Mo Eunice. Please comment, like and share to help build our global community.